The storm. The storm of change is always blowing in the mind wave universe. And the storm brings chaos, but excitement, but fear, but like, oh my god, unleashing the power of the gods. It's like, I totally understand why Thor exists. For example, the power of a lightning bolt. The dark, undulating clouds that produce that magical fucking thing in the sky that you can't help but just marvel at. And we've been doing this for 200,000 years at least as us, as modern humans, as the you and me, like if you were born 199,000 years ago, you'd have the same body, you'd have the same mind, you'd have the same brain, you'd live in a very different world. So what am I trying to say? Shit's about to get crazy, okay? And I am pushing lots of things off my desk because I'm like, I don't have time for you. I'm sorry, there are way too many, there's, the, we have a mission, okay? And it's coming into view. We're on the path. We have the fucking torches to guide the way to really fucking do this, to pull this shit off. It's finally starting to work. It's finally starting to come together. So I, if you're waiting for an episode, um, thank you for caring that much about the show. That We have a lot of amazing things coming out on MindWave, but all of my personal stuff, again, is going to go, is in a vault. Uh, it's, personal Jenner is in a vault. Um, and I think that's really just going to be like War of One bonus content for real reals. Uh Because like we need to use MindWave as a, as a way to filter people into War of One to like, okay, yeah, I think all of like the Jenner, personal Jenner origin story stuff, I really feel like that's going to be bonus content for War of One. So today, today I'm sitting down and remastering Changing the World. Um, I'm going to George Lucas director's cut. <laughs> this shit in real time with you here um which is an episode that fred uh, started putting together from this conversation it came from a live stream okay you guys so this came from Streamyard. so we're working with a singular audio track it's very different from recording on zencaster where everybody's on their own track and you can <laughs> work with that so working with this audio was difficult but um Fred started to do it and he got like many, 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 many hours, probably two or three dozen hours into it. Uh, and was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to keep going. And I'm like, Uncle Fred, go take a break. Jenner's got it from here. So you'll be able to tell <laughs> the exact moment. Uh, hopefully, if you're a care careful listener, you will be able to tell that exact moment in the conversation when Jenner came in and started producing, and I produced the rest of the episode from there. But we did run into all kinds of fucky audio things, like the project got corrupted because there were like different save versions, iCloud syncing nonsense. It was bullshit. 
uh, I ended up having to redo like a huge chunk of it at like one o'clock in the morning and then it got fucked up again like a, a whole part repeated for no reason and uh yeah but it got it fixed today and i got it up and fred put it up and he's very proud of it and i'm very proud of it as well you guys so um this is, i'm going to do a general level remaster right now in real time this is how i'm going to spend the rest of my uh waking hours because time is meaningless <laughs> okay enjoy Welcome to Resurgent Us, where we change ourselves to change the future. I am your host, Jesse Rogers, and I am here with a very special guest. Oh, I love the background. Fred from the Fred's Front Porch uh, Podcast. And Fred, how are you tonight? I'm I'm very well, thank you. And I have to say off the top, I love your resurgent us opening thing. I want one of those. So Jenner, if you're listening, make me one. Damn it. That's you know <laughs> mine's cool, but come on, that really is an awesome opening. So I'm working on it. I'm, thank I'm you. Okay. It's billion things in the cosmos. I understand. I'm, I'm just saying, but his rocks. Anyway. <laughs> uh, that's really cool. So Good afternoon. Thank you for, for inviting me to do this. I'm I'm here for whatever it is that you would like to know. Well, you know, I, I probably should have introduced you as Captain Fred, because you now have a starship. Yes, I do, and I am extraordinarily proud. Uh, this is, uh, I, I have my own MacBook Air, and I have Logic Pro X, and I am learning to do all of these things, um, and I'm getting better. Granted, last week's show, I didn't really have it, but I mean, I, I had like, you know, 120 hours or less between the time that I got the Starship and the time that I had to put the episode out. I had to write it and everything. But this week's rocked. I, I had enough time to learn what I was doing, and I'm still not perfect, but Jenner got me 300 light years closer to, to getting it right, so... And for reasons passing understanding, I'm still going to screw around with it one more time. It's already on Patreon. It's already on Anchor. I'm going to put it up as bonus content or something on, on Patreon. And there are like eight seconds worth of difference in the entire episode. But I want the eight seconds. So, you know, uh, yeah, yes, I do have my own starship. And, and, you know, the coolest thing is that uh, for those who weren't born into the into the tech world and, and aren't native to this, um, I think, and I and I think you're a testament to this. The learning curve for you compared to the learning curve for people who have to learn how to speak well and and learn literature and learn, you know, all, the, <laughs> the learning curve for you is very very short compared to the learning curve for someone who is wanting to speak with your eloquence and your, uh, uh, you know, familiarity with the world. And so 
you know, the, the things that you have to add to the conversation are are uh, just extraordinary. And I and I've loved seeing uh, all of your posts in Resurgent Us and and uh, on uh, Fred's front porch and you know just everything you're doing is is I, I, I I'm a big fan. I'll just well, thank way. you. I'm a big fan. Thank you very much. My learning curve for Logic Pro has been, you know, you young people can probably bam, 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 I've got it. And it's like, wait, what? <laughs> Where the hell do you turn the volume up on this thing? I, it, it took me forever. But, have it, and sadly, the way I had to learn was un, until Jenner got involved, mostly YouTube videos. YouTube videos are a lousy way to learn. I, they're great if you can get exactly the thing that you need from someone who really knows what they're doing and can explain it to you in a way you can understand. I love Australia, it's a wonderful continent. I have difficulty understanding what they're saying sometimes. And at least three quarters of them are made by this dude in Australia. And wait, what did he say? I just, it has nothing to do with Australia. It has to do with the ability to understand uh, dialects different from my own. And I've never been very good at it, but. Anyway, huge learning curve. Um, mostly, though, it's all about supporting my actual mission, which is not, uh, you know, learning Pro Logic, Logic Pro um, or Final Cut, which I hope to learn in the next few weeks. But my real mission is, I and I don't care how bizarre it sounds, I actually intend to change the world. Um, and in order to do that, well, first I taught elementary school for 29 years. Um, and yes, I changed the world a little bit. There's an episode about that called Master Builders that I recommend mm -hmm. to anyone that wants to know, did Fred ever do shit before he started this? Yes, I, I taught for 29 years um, and I spoke with a student I had 25 years ago or something and talked about the influence I had and I was very proud about that. Um, but I don't think that the world is beyond hope and pretty much my formula for an episode of Fred's Front Porch, if it's just mine, is I am going to describe the situation as I see it. And generally, it's 2020. The situation is pretty dark. Um, and then I'm going to take you through that. I'm going to suggest what we can do. And I'm going to end on a hopeful note that, look, we can do this. Um, I am sufficiently desperate that this week I pulled out Henry V, and I wound up with a <laughs> Crispian speech. We few, we happy few, we band of brothers. Look, I need to inspire people, and what I really intend is, look, no one listens to Fred. If you look at me, you see why. This is an old man. But, thank you, Robert, um, but no one listens to Fred. But when you can't see me, and you just hear me, and I sound really cool, and I have the music underneath, and I've got the special effects and all of that, suddenly you're listening to me. And if you will listen to me, then I believe, and my objective this week was, can I get one person who was not already planning to vote for Biden to vote for Biden? And if I can't do that, and, and if there was somebody who was already planning to vote for Biden, can I get them to try to change one other person's mind? If I do that, right, that's tiny. But if I do that, my one vote, that's two now. Um, and if you do it, that's four. And if your friends do it, and you see how that goes. Um, and I, I, I admit the case right off the top. You 
uh, showed a video to me that suggested that the first thing you have to do is admit the negative. Biden is not my first choice. I don't know of anyone whose first choice is Biden. Me, Andrew Yang, all the way, okay? Yeah. Um, I, I believe Jenner is a big fan Meh. of Joe Jorgensen. Meh. And I agree with him, too. And, and, there are, and I can name 12 other candidates I would rather have. However, I have to, I have to admit that in November, either Donald Trump or Joe Biden is going to be elected. That is a fact. I completely agree. I, I am on board with anybody that says, well, we need a third party. Damn right we do. I think we also need a fourth, fifth, and twelfth party. I really, really do. I'm all about ranked choice voting. If it were me, we would flush the damn electoral college and we would actually just vote. I don't care where you're from. Your vote, whether you are in California, Florida, New York, or Arizona, is exactly as valuable as my vote. And there are 330 million of us. Honest to God, we should have. Hey, Jeff. Um, we should have 330 million votes. We'll never get that, or at least probably not in my lifetime. I would want that. However, and I'm the idealist, right? The idealist is always we're going to make the world better. But I also have to uh, have the serenity to admit I can't change the fact that come November, we're either going to elect Biden or Trump. If we elect Trump, I honestly believe that this is probably going to be the end of democracy as we know it. He has been given a free pass by Congress. Uh, he was impeached. The evidence was clear. And the Senate said, let it go. Since then, he has done one illegal, dangerous, and ridiculous thing after another. He has lied to us in excess 20,000 times. I cannot trust him any farther than I can throw you. And, and I'm 57 and weak. I'd be lucky to be able to move you an inch. But... I, I I feel like it is an emergency that we, I completely agree with everybody that, nope, not my first choice. Best that we can do. It's the best we can do. And so I did a podcast this week begging for that. There you are. Yeah, I, I can hear you sound really passionate about this. Uh, this is something that you've given a lot of thought to, and this is something that uh, is very, very close to your heart. Um, and I and I definitely share your frustration with the reality that we've basically got two choices, neither of which most of us are very happy with. And you know, so even when it comes to uh, you know Biden's support base, the people who are planning to vote vote for him, uh, the overwhelming majority of from based on what I've seen uh, is not voting for Joe Biden; they're voting against Donald Trump. Yes, and and. and uh, you know that's a very sad state of affairs even if he does win the presidency which is what you know presumably the people voting for him would want to happen uh that still leaves us in a really unsatisfactory position as as a country and yeah that <laughs> there we go uh giant douche and turd sandwich or something like that okay yeah okay yeah that's a, a, a south park uh meme there uh it's so, good having we have our, uh, we have a Jamie named Jenner basically. We so, do, right? It, it, that's the term, right? That Joe Rogan has Jamie that does all of the cool. Yeah. So thank you, Jamie Jenner. That's cool. Anyway, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. No. Uh, you know, and this is this is with running research in us. This is this has been a challenge uh, 
for me as an administrator and, and for uh, the vision of the uh, uh, of what I'm trying to build. Because uh, as, as you mentioned in one of your podcasts, we do have a lot of Trump supporters in that group. And we have a lot of people who are as, as strongly as you feel about this, these issues, they, they feel just as strongly, uh, but in the other direction. Yes. And um, the, the project with, with Resurgent Us that I originally envisioned was one where we would unite our country. I wanted it to be a very much a, a, the energy of Yang, how he was able to bring uh, a bi- bar- bipartisan vision that incorporated um, the, you know, independents and Republicans into the Democratic Party, not just trying to override them. And, you know, I, I, I don't think that uh, the, the Democrats that ended up winning have that same vision. I think they're basically, you know, both Biden and Kamala are like, you know, look, we've got to we've got to stop Donald Trump. They're not talking about we need to solve the issues that got Donald Trump elected. They're saying we need to stop Donald Trump before he destroys democracy and that may or may not be true but it's not as uniting of a message it's not as easy to get uh it's not as easy to get the people who have bought into the the maga uh uh, movement away from that vision and towards something like math you know make america think harder yes you know and and so you know i i almost feel like like the the last castle, you know, the last stronghold of a of a defeated army, just kind of, you know, watching, you know, watching the the victors go at it, and it's on one hand, it's um, it does make me it does make me it push me in in Joe Jorgensen's direction because, you know, she she has that sort of energy of, you know, I I don't uh, uh, I'm not going to just comply with the choices I've been given, I'm going to go for what I believe in. But at the same time, uh, uh, Joe Jorgensen's message doesn't necessarily resonate as fully with me as Andrew Yang's did. A- Andrew right. Yang, if, if I could say, you know, he was like 95% on target with what I think and, and how I feel and, and what I want as a leader. And for, for me, Joe Jorgensen's maybe closer to like 65%, <laughs> if, right. if that, you know. And um, you know, I, I respect her, uh, but but she's not really what I want either. And uh, you know, the other two, you know, definitely below fifty. Each of them is below fifty percent of what I would want. But you got to give Kamala credit because she sponsored a bill uh, to give everybody. I think it was two thousand or twenty five hundred a month, at least until the end of the pandemic. Yeah. And my great love for that isn't just the money; it's the Let's drop the means testing crap, please. Yeah. Um, means testing is never, 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 never works. Somebody who doesn't, quote, deserve whatever the hell that means, the money always ends up getting it. And someone who yeah. really needed it ends up not getting it. That always happens, which is one of the things I loved about Yang. There is no means testing. If you're Jeff Bezos, you get a thousand bucks a month. Yep. If you're the homeless dude begging at Circle K, you get a thousand bucks a month good now we're done with that i would hope jeff bezos would say i don't give a damn about the thousand i'm going to donate it to the homeless guy at circle k or something i don't know but i don't have to decide what anybody else does with their money and that's always one of the arguments against you know well if we do that then then we'll have <laughs> you made it first 
humanity first kind of fuck you but any um, <laughs> but you know how is it my business look if you spend your bucks a month and you know blow it all on crystal meth don't care your money your choice and but what i would like is for everyone and I, I, i'm the idealist everyone on the damn planet but i will settle for america because i realize i have compromise a little to never to have to worry do i have a place to live can i pay rent do i have enough food to eat can i keep the electricity on those are things that i think if you are a member of the human race you should have that well then no one will work if the only reason that we work is because we are trying to avoid extermination that's a shitty reason to work instead let's work because we want to um I can speak for Jenner and myself. Neither of us really get paid for what we do. I just broke. I, I'm at like 325 a month between uh, Patreon and and uh, Anchor right now, and I'm extraordinarily proud. And I'm going to work on that. But I work a minimum of 60 hours a week on my show. I think Jenner is closer to 90 with everything he does in the universe, and we don't get paid. Or I mean, okay, 60 hours a week is 240 hours a month. Um, at $300 a month, I'm making what? A dollar twenty-five. You're my math guy. A dollar fifteen, dollar twenty-five an hour. Not really good. Jenner's still way in the red. Okay, thank you. Yes, go help Jenner. But don't give me this crap that nobody will work. What you, we won't. What I won't do is go back and sell Direct TV to unsuspecting old women. You're right. I won't do that if you give me a UBI. Um, if you really want me to work, then you have to give me safe work conditions. You have to give me money to make it worth it, and you have to make my work fulfilling. If you can't do those things, you don't deserve to have me working for you. There's my rant. Yeah, no, I, and and it's it's a beautiful rant because I think that's really where the truth lies is not in government because no matter who we elect, it's never going to be the people that we want it nope. to be. Now it it could be, I, and I and I take your point. I think Kamala. You know, regardless of how one feels about her record as a uh, DA or uh, her uh, her record in Congress, you know, besides all of that, she is putting two thousand dollars on the table at a time when Americans are desperate, desperately in need for it. And if we do not get that money, people are in big trouble. There, there yes. will be mass uh, evictions. There will be. Uh, just problems in this country like we have never seen probably since the great depression or maybe ever and you and, know what do we least need right now which would be yeah. mass evictions why do we need that so bad why do we need not to have that well because mostly what we would like people to do in order to end the pandemic is stay where oh yeah home so we're going to take homes away from hundreds of thousands or millions of people put them out in the street and have them spreading the virus what a good idea no this is and yeah we have to i mean that would save so many lives and i hate to tell you mm -hmm. these are little pieces of cloth and linen or whatever the hell they are right they don't really and you know all of a sudden and i was all, everybody well what about the deficit what about the national debt i believe correct me if i'm wrong i think it was 3 trillion dollars we just printed most of which went to to the billionaires um and i think you know the rest of us got 1200 bucks some of the rest of us i got 1200 bucks neither of my roommates did we still don't know why um what look cut it out let's 
let's stop pretending that everything is about this magical money. There is money is not the the uh, the Oracle of Delphi. Money is not the giant obelisk in 2001 that has this magical. It really doesn't. It's pieces of paper. It's digits in a computer. That's all it is. How about if we make sure everybody has enough digits or pieces of paper so that, you know, we can live? I, okay, not everyone deserves a swimming pool and a mansion. I have no argument with that. If you want those things, go out and work a little harder. But show me the person who really doesn't deserve a place to live. I, right now I'm sitting inside because it's 113 degrees outside. And if I were, if I actually had to live outside right now, I have maybe, maybe, maybe 48 hours to live. Diabetes kicks in 24. Um, I had a breakdown about a month ago where I went and sat outside by myself for about five hours in a corner where I hoped nobody would find me until the police showed up and made sure I was okay. Um, and really what it came down to is, dude, you're sitting out here and it's 113 degrees. And I just held up my cup and I said, I'm okay. I have my soda. Um, and but i lost it i mean sorry we all have them sometimes that was mine that i lost all of my shit all of my marbles were all over the floor and i had to go and sit outside for five hours by myself um but it's so damn hot i wouldn't have lasted much longer um and that's just me other people are in worse shape than i am how is this justifiable how is it okay to say that anybody should be without a home right now how is that okay how is it okay to say that anybody doesn't need air conditioning now and wait for five six months heating you have to everyone needs a damn bed and a toilet these are not things that are you know well that's only for the rich oh my ass that's for every living human being anything else to me is just cruel your t- sorry <laughs> That's really what it comes down to. Absolutely. Absolutely. Before money. Yes. And and we have to take care of our fellow Americans. You know, if if government is exists for anything, it is to take care of the people when they need help, and Americans need help right now. So uh, yeah, unfortunately, the first uh, the first bill seemed to have gone mostly to the powerful interests who were supposed to take that money and keep their businesses going and keep the payrolls flowing and all the blah blah blah. And they they never do that, of course. They keep it for themselves, and it. I mean, you see it. You see a trickle of it, and uh, but the vast majority goes to the wealthy and the powerful, and that's how these bills get get written and you know had they and the thing is you put that same money into the hands of those of us who don't have any and i swear to god if you give me two thousand dollars a month not a penny of it is going to go into an offshore account it's going to go to paying my rent and 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 my phone and my heat and my you know that's what it's going to go to and okay because I'm Fred, I'll probably buy a little more pot too. Thank you very much. And 
disapprove. I don't care. But the point medical is marijuana. I, that's right. But when I go by, when I go to the dispensary, by the way, they collect it. They tax the shit out of that. So again, my money goes back into the economy. Mine does. Yours does. Unless you suddenly have all kinds of money about which I don't know. In which case, why the hell aren't you supporting me on Patreon for three thousand dollars a month? You arrogant, elitist pig. But、um, you know, I. That's is what. If you give it to regular people, to those who are not wealthy, it goes into the economy and it keeps floating around. So even if I do spend it on on medical marijuana, then I help the people that work at the dispensary. Some of whom are really nice. I had a crush on a girl there for about an hour one time. But、uh, you know, I, that's that, let's put the money back into the economy. If I give it to the wealthy, it goes into accounts that I don't know. And well, I know it. And I mean, come on, Reagan sold us trickle down. What damn near? It's got to be forty years ago now. It still hasn't worked. So let's try. You know, there was a guy named Yang talked about trickle up. Maybe we could do that. Absolutely. And and I think the way that we can, it we can do it in a way that bypasses government. It will take us longer, but we can do it in a way that bypasses government. They're already doing that in Germany with a、uh, a research grant. Uh, that that over a hundred thousand donors, I think, signed up to to、uh, to give a UBI to 120 people. So that's coming. There's been other research done on it, and uh, so uh, right now the doubters still have uh, uh, conflicting data that they can hide behind. But that data is getting cleaned up more and more as we as the research continues. And I I think you and I both know which way the the coin is going to flip on that one. How it's going to land. And yeah,、uh, it, you know, if you know anything about human nature, you know that it, to, if you want people to be trustworthy, you have to trust them, right? And and so people have to have the opportunity to have something to invest and to have some chance to to think long term and invest and、uh, not just have a scarcity experience where they are desperate for doing whatever they have to do to get from one day to the next. And and that's where you get the that's where you get the worst results, but、um, but resurgent us is although we have a lot of UBI proponents,、uh, I didn't necessarily want it to be a political platform. I really do want it to be for creators. So w- whether or not you support UBI, if you are trying to build a podcast and you're trying to put out high quality work and you have something to say, you don't have to support. UBI or or、uh, even like Yang, although I don't know how, who could not like Yang, but、uh, you don't you don't even have to like the guy in order to join us in this mission. What we're really just trying to do is free people from the the bondage of working jobs that they hate. And、uh, you you and Jenner have both liberated yourself by taking that leap and making that jump. And and the only people who get free are the ones who do that.、Uh, and So,、uh, my my mission right now, for what I'm doing in my own life, is to continue to align what I am good at, what I can get paid for, what I feel good about doing in the world, and uh, uh, you know w- what I enjoy doing for me, you know. And so those are those are all the things that I'm、uh, that I'm trying to do, and I think. When your life's work is aligned in that way, and you have all the cylinders firing, you know that's that's when you really 
the, the value you produce in that state goes through the roof as compared yeah. to, uh, you, you know, if you are grudgingly putting in the 40 hour work week, which fortunately has never been the case for me. I've never hated the, the job that I have now. I have hated jobs before. So mm -hmm. I, I vaguely remember that, but that was much earlier in my career. I was very fortunate to uh, land in, in higher education and they don't make us jump through the hoops and and sign on to the complete bullshit that they do in K through 12 that you had to deal with. And no, yeah. Uh, so I, I've, I've been spared that and, and I'm very grateful for that, but uh, yeah. A couple of comments. I Dave Prizer, I'm really glad to see you again. Dave Prizer and I went to high school together 40 some odd years ago. Uh, I don't think I've seen him since then. He used to have an awesome VW. Dave, I'm really glad to see you. So, um, and so I just thought I should mention that. Um, yeah, you know, I, I think there is an idea that people will only work if you force them to do it. And the fact is, when you force someone to do something they don't like, it isn't really going to be very good. Um, and to me, the best example of what can happen when people want it enough is uh, my favorite episode number Horace's Final Five, which for me is the greatest piece of casting ever. Not because I'm a genius. It's a very good story. Thank you very much. I like it. Um, and I read it very well. But why does it work? It works because Jenner put weeks and weeks and hundreds of thousands of hours into doing what we now call forcing the shit out of um, He, and had I offered him money for it and he did it only for the money, it wouldn't have been as good. First off, I didn't have the money. Second, when, that wasn't his motivation. His motivation was, because originally I just said, hey, dude, you write music. Could you write me a soundtrack for this? And I was hoping hey, I might get, uh, you know, a couple of tunes I can use. That would be great. But that wasn't enough for him. He was motivated, and it was because of that motivation he created an entire soundscape, much of which I still now pirate. Um, listen to the last version of my last episode. His Spock voice appears in there, the voice that he did for Spock. I mean, uh, and this is because he wanted to. I learned it as as a teacher. If I make them do it because they have to, they don't. They're not interested. Get them to want to do it. Now that's a tough thing to do. I was watching your video with the FBI negotiator, and that's kind of the issue. How do I get them to want to do it? I got 29 years in on that, and I was good at it by the end. I finally quit because they took it all away. There will be no more Shakespeare, no more Sherlock Holmes. Nope, you're going to make them read boring things and take tests on computers that may or may not work when they turn them on. And they are going to learn that reading is something you do to pass a mind-numbing test on a computer. That's an immoral thing to teach. I won't teach it. I quit. And now I'm broken, live in poverty. And But oh well, I am happier in poverty than I was doing what I believe to be immoral. So, you know, long as I... And again, just give me enough to survive. I don't give, a, I, I've got like a 2000 something or other sun something note versus note. I don't even know what the hell it's called. It's red, it runs. I don't care, that's enough for me. And actually, if you wanted to take that away and make and just make sure that I can get what I need brought to the house, I wouldn't even want that. I, I'd be very content with a little house behind somebody else's house where I have enough room for my books and my computer stuff and my bed and a toilet 
and I probably should have a refrigerator in there because I'm one of those. I'll never forget somebody was Bill Maher years and years ago was uh, talking about some Fox report that said, do you know that most of the people who are on welfare even have refrigerators? And Bill Maher said, yeah, those two chilling motherfuckers. <laughs> I thought it was one of the greatest lines. I, I think it was Bill Maher. Maybe it was uh, John Stewart. I don't know. It was one of those guys. But it was a fantastic line. Yeah, okay, give me those basics. That's all I want. And then I'll sit here and do my podcast. And when you have fixed the world so I don't need it anymore um, and and we're all doing fine, then great. I'll just do nothing but short stories and, and produce this cool uh, science fiction series that Jenner and I have been talking about for a couple of months back and forth. But right now I have to save the universe first. But once the universe is saved, let's produce fun stuff. There we are. Yeah, and I, you know, I think it's going to take some ammunition to do that. Uh, we were we were talking earlier today about the need for revenue so that you can you know buy ads and and promote the message because the big players that's pretty much how they get in front of people. And so, uh, uh, it, you know, like I was uh, talking about earlier, I think the skill set that you have built up to this point is something that is I'm not going to say easily teachable, but certainly teachable. Yeah. And it's it's something that, uh, you know, over 29 years of practice teaching, you can make interesting. And so I, I really think in your near future, as in within the next several months, uh, there should be uh, uh, tutoring clients approaching you for how they can start podcasts of the kind of quality that you have. And then the, the best part about that is that you are... Um, not having to do all of the messaging yourself. So, for example, if you find people that have a vision that's aligned with yours and you've taught them how they can speak their message with the clarity and the effectiveness that you have, then now you've leveraged that and, and that there's that networking multiplier effect that you, had ta- you were talking about at the beginning of the show where now it's not just the one vote that you've changed someone's mind over, it's every everything that cascades beyond that because they decide to change somebody else's mind and somebody else's mind and so and on go the dominoes. Yeah. And and so uh, but at the at the center of that, uh, your basic needs will be taken care of by taking on clients like that. It will also give you the revenue that you would need to be able to find more people who are of that mind. And so the thing builds and builds and builds in an escalating, accelerating fashion. Yeah, I think there's a glass ceiling somewhere which you need to break. Um, so that, I mean, for example, uh, I saw a video on Facebook of someone, I mean, I don't know if he was stoned or drunk or whatever, but he was trying to explain some position and it was just one incoherent sentence after another. No, it was not the president. It was just a guy. <laughs> but, <clears throat> but he, and the thing is, that got like six million views. Okay, um, somehow this really stupid piece of video broke the glass ceiling. And once you get over whatever that you know X factor is, then all of a sudden the whole world is paying attention. Um, I, I want to get. And all I mean, I don't, I don't want to be Joe Rogan, but I would like to get to the place that somebody, you know, I mean, my audience, 
right now, according to Anchor, is between 38 and I think that the high was 62. I'm at 41 today. I'm excited about 41. Look out. But, and actually, I shouldn't complain about that because I mentioned it before. My convergence, my convergence rate is fantastic. I have 21 Patreon supporters and like six or seven on, uh, on um, Anchor. And so, you know, 28 out of, out of an audience of 41 or at max 62, come on, I'm doing well. Um, on the other hand, I'm grateful for their support and I don't ever want to say otherwise. They are helping to keep me alive. They are helping to keep the show going. Love you guys, love you guys, love you guys. But, I mean, we're tiny. And the people that listen say, damn, that was good. Well, okay. Um, if we could get it through that glass ceiling, whatever that is, to get it to the place that people actually started listening, we could have an actual effect. We really could change the world. I, you know, I know Yang must have had that problem at some point, right? I mean, he started out as, you know, we're... I, I'm this I'm, I'm this Asian guy who has some different ideas, and when he decided he wanted to run for president, everybody laughed at him. No, he didn't make it all the way to the presidency. That's true. But my God, what a powerful effect he did have! If you don't believe me, here's you, here's me, here's Jenner. None of us ever would have known each other if it weren't for Yang. And so, some he figured out how it's done. I don't know how it's done, but someone teach me. So there you are. Yeah. Well, and, and uh, I, I saw Jenner's uh, commentary there, break the ad model. I, I would love to do that. Uh, but if you remember, even even Andrew Yang had to run, run ads. You know, he would raise millions of dollars and he would run ads on Facebook. He would run ads that were that were highly yeah. targeted to find the people that he needed to find. And that's how he brought us all together. Uh, so, you know, I, I'm not necessarily saying we should... Uh, prostitute ourselves and and uh, uh, you, you know hawk uh, what do you call it the those uh, purple mattresses and and stuff like that like Ben Shapiro does you know I'm, I'm not saying that that that's uh, that that's the model that we have to use necessarily but I but I do think in order to reach those initial you know thousand ten thousand people who would be receptive most receptive to our message and then branch it out from there. Um, you know, I, I think, I think you, you kind of have to, uh, uh, play with the tool set that is there. And so that's why I keep mentioning ads. Yeah. I really um, don't know how to do it. I mean, I have boosted posts on Facebook. That's as, fi- as, as, as much as I know how to do. Um, and I get maybe three or four more plays. And once I boosted a post about why we should wear masks, um, I had more than 200 uh, comments from people who never listened to the show and were telling me why I was wrong about wearing masks. And I thought, wow, this and being Fred, I replied to damn near all of them. Um, And it's like, wow, this is a lot of work, a lot of effort. I got no more plays um, and I spent ten dollars. And if somebody wanted to show me where I could spend, and I would do it. I, I mean, I would spend like $100 if I thought I could actually attract an audience of, you know, if I could double or triple my audience for 100 bucks, absolutely I would do it. Um, you know, I don't have 1000 to spend, but if right, there were right. some kind of an ad thing where, yeah. here, Fred, for 100 bucks, we're going to actually, I don't want, I, I don't care about you putting it in front of people. I care about you getting people to click the damn button and listen to what I had to say. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then having listened, if they don't like it, fine. I, you're not required to stay. That's okay. But I, I find that most people that do listen say, "Damn, that was cool," and they come yeah. back. I just can't get anybody to do it. If you know an ad model like that, and listeners out there, if you know an ad model like that, please send it to me. And if I, I've got a hundred bucks, I'll put into it. I, I really do. So. Well, the, the the ad model that I envision for you is that you would be running ads not for people to listen to your work per se, but to uh, basically say, if you want to be a YouTuber who produces quality content like this, I can help you get there. And you know, so basically you would be attracting tutoring clients rather than listeners. Uh-huh. And, and because the tutoring clients would be higher paying than the listeners, the listeners are only going to pay maybe $10, $20. If you're very lucky, a hundred dollars per month, if they really, I, I have two fifties, I have two producers. Very nice. Thank very you. Nice. Thank you to Coralie Day and, and Edith Keeler, which is not her real name, but you'd be surprised the number of people that don't want to be associated with an idealist, but will, <laughs> will support it for 50 bucks a month um most of the most of the names you hear in my gratitudes every week are inventions uh literary inventions and that was one of my deals you don't have to let me name you you know you really don't um i got uh a 200 dollars donation this week from someone who i believe disagrees with me entirely um politically um but he is a great artist and he supports my art and says dude keep going and god what class I just that, you know, my assumption is if you don't agree with me, you're going to, and you know, that's happened so often. Well, I don't agree with you. Therefore you suck. And Jenner had this rolling, scrolling across the screen before you can be friends with people who disagree with you. Um, uh, if you know the, uh, the, the story Horace's final five. And if you go back and listen to some of the other stories, um, Rhiannon is an important character in that story. Um, the person upon whom Rhiannon is based, and I will never say who she is, not for a trillion dollars to anyone because it would ruin it all, but the person upon whom Rhiannon is based disagrees with me about nearly everything politically, um, and yet we are still good friends. And Well, I wouldn't say good friends, but good enough friends that, hey, she's all going to be my Rhiannon, and uh, th- that's, that's okay. You can, you can disagree with somebody and still love them. That, that is perfectly all right. Um, and again, as long as I can do that, as long as I can keep people in my arena to listen to the ideas, maybe I can change this much, just this tiny little bit of an idea in their head and get them to say, hmm, I haven't thought about that. Let me consider that idea a different way. And then if I do it and everybody else does it, pretty soon we might be able to change a mind and we might be able to produce a world in which all of us really do want to live Uh, you know love and all that crap that everyone says is bullshit but we could do it i really believe that (laughs) nailed it thank you yeah no and i and i think that's been a recurring message throughout your work that's been a really strong theme that we are all us right and and that message I, I think is so important right now where people are being divided up and fragmented along you know these these really unhelpful fault lines in society and and it, it, it taps into that 
tribal instinct that we have you know we we sort of get caught up in the war drums and see the other person as the enemy and and that's a that's a really um it's it's a really dangerous and a really unfortunate really tragic thing because we are all us and we all have something that um we could benefit from one another if we took the time to understand you know and and so, you know, that's why I found some of the, the people that I disagree with politically to be some of the most rewarding friendships that I've had and, I've, and, the, and the ones that I've learned the most from, uh, because they're able to see the world in a way that I'm not. And sometimes it reinforces the certainty of what I believe in. Like, I, I, I really do believe that if poor people got money in their hands, it would help elevate them rather than... Yeah. make them worse off which is which is what some people fear um it, it's it's all about the incentives you know if you're paying them not to work then yeah they're not going to work but if you're paying them regardless of whether they work they'll work <laughs> yeah they'll, they'll keep working they'll work at what they want to do yes, yes. look i'm sorry but i really don't believe there is anybody who doesn't really want to work if we but let us do what we want and I really don't care if what you want, you know, you could be a worse singer than I am, which is difficult to be, but let's pretend you are. Um, and you decide you want to pursue a singing career. God damn it, go for it. I, I don't care. And you know, whatever it is that you want to do, do it. I don't give a damn if it makes you any money or not. If, if it makes you happy and if it adds any value anywhere on the planet, then why would I not want you to do that? Well, because then who's going to call people to buy direct TV? I don't know. <laughs> Send the box. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the thing is, honest to God, AI, um, yeah. you can do, AI can do my job as well as I can and not be nearly as pissed off about it as I was, uh, you know. And the worst part for me with that was sometimes I would be successful and yay! And you know, anytime you would say verify, which means that I just made a sale and somebody else has to go on and blah, blah, blah. Anytime you would say that, everybody in the room would start applauding for you. And good, this is such a good feeling. And then the other part of me says, you rotten son of a bitch. That's okay. You, know, you just took some nice old lady for a bunch of her money. I was called, I'm sure I've mentioned it before, I was referred to at work as the depends of the school. Um, you've got an 80-year-old woman on the phone with me. She was mine because I spend every night talking to my mom. I don't talk to them. What a rotten son of a bitch I was. And, I mean, I quit because this is evil. I always secretly hoped that when I called, you would just hang up on me right now. That's the best thing that you can do. I sold timeshare for a few months as long as we're having our confessionals. Oh. I actually did. I didn't sell the timeshares. I sold the um, the the discounted vacation to go listen to the timeshare and, oh, yeah. and, and and i never successfully sold one to tell you the truth i i was i was part of the organization for a couple months uh, i won't i won't say the name of the the hotel or timeshare yeah. organization but uh you know I, I was part of that and uh uh you know i was getting my minimum wage or whatever it was it was it was a pittance and uh and I liked the people I worked with. They were all nice folks. And, sure. you know, I, I tried to talk to the people and that I called. And every time that they were interested, I, I almost had this, like, really? <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and it was uh, so I, I was I was a truly terrible salesman at that point in my life. But before that, 
I, I had sold door to door and I had sold uh, educational books and software. And uh, it, it was for a, a company called Southwestern. And, and I don't know if I can recommend them now because the world has changed so much. But when I was doing it, it was a fantastic company as far as getting experience, not necessarily as far as becoming uh, uh, financially successful. But, uh, but I learned a ton and I still have some friendships uh, that, that I kept from that from those days. And so I don't regret it at all. Though that I did sell quite a bit of door to door because, uh, well, I wouldn't say quite a bit. It's not like I broke the records, but I was, I was an average pretty good salesman. So mm-hmm. anybody who sticks it out for the entire summer, you know, was, was in the upper echelon just for virtue of not tapping out. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, uh, that, no, that was, I, I know your pain when you when you talk about direct TV. I, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. And yeah, uh, it, it, it is. Um, no, you're getting a phone call. Welcome I, to live broadcasts. Yeah, yeah. Well, probably a salesman, too. So <laughs> you're right. Yeah. I'm drowned, eh? <laughs> but, ah. but yeah, no, I think I think the the bots can do that a lot better than than we can. So, uh, uh, you know, they can take the rejection and not have to waste their time and and uh, all of that so whoever wants the message can click it and whoever doesn't want it can ignore it yeah yeah and, and i think that's the way things should be sold uh you know I, I think it's i think it's a better model than what we had been trying to do uh, uh by doing those uh those approaches to sales that that you and i had experienced yeah. and so yeah and i think most things are like that where the bots can do it better than we can and with less frustration than we can and no guilt. Uh, and no guilt. Yeah. They don't feel guilt, or if, or at least not yet. I think that's going to be one of the most fascinating things is if we really do get uh, a sentient AI. Um, if that happens, we have an entirely new world of rights and things that, that are going to have to be discussed. Um, we're not there yet, so I don't have the slightest concern about abusing my phone. But when my phone becomes sentient and it actually is aware of its existence, which I would say is the minimum for sentience, you must be aware of your own existence and then have some sort of desire. Um, if, if that's the case, and they are coming up with AI now that can, you know, replicate us in so many ways. I think we're probably, I mean, I believe it'll happen in my lifetime and I've got like, you know, three hours to live, but, um, <laughs> but I think it's going to happen soon because that, and that's the nice thing about science. It does expand exponentially. I mean, in my lifetime, you had to have a cord for your phone. And when I was a kid, you had to know which ring was yours because, you know, it, it, it was all party lines and things like that. Now we have a, a you know, we're, we all carry around in our pocket something infinitely po- more powerful than Captain Kirk's communicator. And um, and that's within 57 years that we have managed that. Um, 57 years from now, I'm sure that our fancy StreamYard crap is going to look... You know, <laughs> Very yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know that reminds me when you were when you were talking about uh, lifespan. It reminded me of uh, so, something Isaac might say, which is the Nietzsche quote: uh, "A man with a why can bury any how." And yeah. so I, th- I think you really need to have a purpose in order to deal with the suffering of existence. And uh, I, I think you've 
uh, to a large extent, found that purpose and, and found that calling at this stage in your life. And so, you know, although uh, age and health may have taken a toll uh, at, at times, you know, I think the the fact that you have something important that needs to be done uh, has the potential to reinvigorate you. And uh, that is, again, that's that's the, the, the message of what I what I care about most with Resurgent Us is sort of embodied in you. And that's why I had no hesitation of making you an administrator at one point of, uh, of Resurgent Us. And, uh, you know, it's basically saying, we are not the jobs. That's not what defines us. No. It, 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 is, it is something much deeper. It's our, it's our core humanity and our, it's our ability to connect with one another. And, uh, <laughs> can a robot? Good right? question. I don't know if a robot could. I actually, think it'll be can. able to. I think yeah, it'll no, get there. Yeah, they can. Uh, uh, but actually, will it be worth a shit? So you know. Uh, unfortunately, yes. The quality of uh, I, I've heard I've heard uh, bots debate, uh, believe it or not, and the the quality was sufficient that it would probably defeat most debaters. Not necessarily a world class debater. But mm -hmm. most certainly anyone on Facebook that we're likely into it. <laughs> So, Except uh, sometimes you can't beat someone on Facebook because it does. I mean, you've already beaten them, and they say that you haven't, and it's like, okay, well, thanks for that. Um, I'm done now. And, yeah, well, and, and in those cases, uh, you know, I think uh, probably what what someone like Jeff would tell you because he keeps going with conversations long after what. Oh, I know. I love Jeff. Feudal, I right? love Jeff so much. Yeah, and, and I think what he would tell you is that he's not doing it to persuade the person that he's interacting with he's doing it so that the audience is able to make up their mind in a clear-headed and there you go. informed way yeah. and uh and so the contrast between the reasonable um evidence-based uh uh sound reasoning that he's deploying versus the you know fanatical or or emotionally deranged uh reactions that his that his, oppo his opponent might have you know uh that that helps the audience come to a, a, a clear decision and so I, th I think most of the time people's egos tends tend tend to get the best of us and we're not able to admit that we're wrong uh yeah. I, that that happens really very very frequently especially over text you know i i think if it were i i actually think this is the perfect medium where uh and and i'd love to have you on with someone who uh, uh, strongly disagrees with the perspectives that you hold, and, yes. and 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 I would I would be very confident that that interaction over this forum, especially with a moderator like me, would uh, be far more successful than what it would be over text. I've only ever lost friends over text. I've never really lost yeah. somebody face to face like this. Uh, certainly not belly to belly because you can duke it out and then you know you, you're right. <laughs> You know, and then you're over it, and you and you go have a beer and some pizza. But uh, you know, when it comes to uh, when it comes to text, that's really opened up a very strange dynamic in our society. Well, I think there are two reasons for that, and I think they're both important. One, um, I hate to tell you, we don't write very well anymore, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and two, we don't read very well anymore. Um, because let's keep in mind that, you know, forever, that was how we communicated. Jefferson and all of those dudes, they, 
took a damn quill. They didn't even have a goddamn typewriter, right? They took a quill and yeah. and, and and they wrote shit on paper. And we understood each other because we were good writers and we were good readers and we're not anymore. You mentioned something that I wanted to come back to because we got about five minutes left in the show. But um, you talked about the idea of having purpose that allows you to continue to you know bear the whips and scorns of time um and there is something for those who ever listen there is a frightening amount of truth in horace's final five in that story the character of horace is on september 2nd 2019 going to die and that is a true story that part was going to happen um by a set of minor miracles um they I, i avoided homelessness and then 10 days or less later um uh corey cottrell and rio rodnier brought me on to a show called moving forward and they both said fred you've got this voice that's absolutely made for podcasting i started my podcast a day or two later um and that became a purpose um on and off since i have been 15 i have i have always had suicidal tendencies they intensify under certain circumstances they have mostly fallen away now Mm -hmm. because i feel like look there's still this and for a long time my thing was june 2nd uh which was when Horace's final five I wanted to make it till June 2nd because I wanted to make sure that Horace's final five was going to be in the world after that I can leave um and then I didn't because Horace's final five was so good and I felt so enthusiastic about damn wait I can do this I can I I I, I can create something good I can create something valuable wait, let me hang around a little longer. Um, and I'm still here. There's that purpose. Uh, you know, I I am glad that you approached that because I've had uh, suicidal ideation at very, various times in my life as well and depression and, uh, you know, so I'm, I'm no stranger to these things either. And I think that's, that's partly what pushes us, uh, those of us who are willing to put ourselves out into the world like this, uh, and and do these strange things that are beyond the norm of what society expects of us uh i i think we're sort of forced to do it by our own psychology uh and and the the way that i process it is that it wasn't that my brain wanted me to die per se uh it's it's more so that it wanted my ego to die it wanted that version of me that that self-image that I held of myself, that needed to die. And it, it, it wasn't the physical matter that needed to die. That was just a metaphor uh, that was going through my mind of, uh, uh, of the necessity of leaving behind who I was to become who I could be. Mm-hmm. 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 And, and, I think, and I think you've done that. I think you've, uh, you've transitioned into becoming the person that you could be. And in you, your you're really only at the early stages of that, at, yeah. as far as I can tell, because the, um, you know, that glass ceiling that you were talking about earlier, 
um, a, a, maybe a way to reframe that is, is more of like, it's not necessarily a hard barrier, it's more of like an atmosphere where once you get that escape velocity and the rockets push you fast enough and far enough, you escape into the stratosphere and, and you're in orbit at that point. You can't take the sky from me. There you are. <laughs> we got Stargazer jumping in. Actually, you know, since since we're closing this out, Jenner, if you if you want to join us for these these uh, final show in for the last few seconds. Yeah. By the way, while we've we got everybody here, here the whole time, if you want to set, safe. I know I've noticed you have. If you want to set up an actual debate, you know, uh, um, resolved, we should yeah. have BI resolved. I'll be happy to join it, and but I would like to do it as an actual debate and not you stupid libtard you stupid yeah yeah yeah, yeah. just nazi yeah guy. like <laughs> like an idw i don't know the word idw stage but. level debate jesse knows what i'm talking yes, about yes yeah uh, i i because will be i will be the brett weinstein to your to your sam harris great i i i i am i am i think that prepared. would be and again limited you well, know I'm not prepared to encompass the Sam Harris spirit animal. I, I think that's too bold. I, I have a decent impression. <laughs> but I don't... I don't uh, mm. On that note, I, I actually still have this project open from earlier where I was trying to meld your theme songs together and make a weird hybrid baby <laughs> so that uh, people could hear both the resurgent us theme and the fred's front porch theme in the same piece which is like it obviously that's part of the model um lots of this kids is is just catching up but i i i have i have a piece here anybody else notice anybody else just get a confidential poll from trump that you're not allowed to share or forward no <laughs> i've been inundated within the last uh, 72 hours. I don't pay attention to Trump for shit. But he's clearly scared. Anytime he gets scared and goes running, I get massive amounts of emails from him and his kids even though I've blocked all of them. He's he's just like, ah, uh, I have a poll, <laughs> but I only want the true Americans to take the poll. Only the <laughs> Only the righteous few who believe in the Fuhrer. It's I want to like, pull like the Tony. answers I want, yeah. Anyway, I want to thank everybody for doing this today. I have reached my one-hour limit, and uh, I have to quit. But thank you, Jesse, for having me. Thank you, Jenna, for making this, a, for producing the shit out of this show. Um, I am very grateful. This is the way. This is and, my purpose. And thank you to... To Robert, Jeff, Dave, Natalie, and Stacy for dropping in. I don't know who else did, but they all commented. And I know all of those people, and they are all friends of mine, and I like them all very much. So I'm glad they stopped in. So anyway, thank you guys very much. And for you Front Porch Podcast people, we will continue to be a small but hopeful community, changing one idea in one mind at a time. Okay. Gotta go. See you guys. Fred, it's been Love an honor. You, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, well, sir. I always enjoy my time with Fred. That was uh, uh, even better than I expected, I have to say. Oh, it's I, it's, I my expectationometer. That's another <laughs> word. 
My expectationometer, I just threw that shit uh, into a <laughs> volcano because... The thing broke. You, the thing broke <laughs> like about five minutes in. Oh, oh yeah. You can't expect um, a fraction of the amount of gold that's going to be obtained through this process. I see that we just got another uh, comment from Stacy Height. Nice to see you all. It's nice to see you too. Uh, Stacy and Fred would thrive in a live conversation of differing viewpoints. A lot of people would do that. I'm not super one myself, just because I give like zero fucks. But this is why I'm reaching out to beautiful humans like Jesse and Uncle Fred. Because you there know, are people who are better at that than I am. <laughs> Jenner, I think you'd be fine face to face too, to tell you the truth. I, I think I think it's it's a lot easier to understand where you're coming from in this mode than it is over text, because people might, you know, there, oh, there's so much in tone that that gets lost, and the translation of text it it doesn't it doesn't translate when you're when you're throwing out those you know zingers, but they've got a little bit of love behind them. You know, it's like. Oh, exactly. I it's believe like, you're smarter you because than to I say love that. you. Yes, yeah. yes. It's you, yeah. You should know better than to say such a thing, and here's why. And, and and so it comes across as not as angry as people might take it. So. Oh yeah, I get this all the time where people are like, "Whoa, why are you so angry?" And I'm like, <laughs> "I'm literally, I have zero anger in my heart. I don't know what you're talking about." Um, but that's why I I kind of insist on something like this medium if you're gonna yeah. talk to me uh, we didn't even get into talk. medium that magic word of medium there's so much going on with medium we didn't even talk <sighs> about it and 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 so my mind is not made up yet i did uh, uh i did have my reservations about the 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 new change that they're putting up in medium the uh the the terms of service you uh, no I, longer own your content thing well and they they've insisted that you do, but the language seems to undermine that in many people's opinion. So mm. it, it's one of those things where we promise we won't do this thing that we say we can now do according to the terms of service. If you mm. want to continue with us, so I, I don't know what to make of it. Nick is going to stay on. Um, I I think I'm going to stay on as well, but I'm not going to put my prize content on there. I'm only going to put my. Like here's here's a little tidbit. If you want to know more about me, here's where you can find it. You know, and that's that's what I'm gonna do with it. And you know, we'll we'll see we'll see where that goes. And maybe my haikus. I've enjoyed my haikus. They're weird and fun. And a couple uh, people I, like. So. How how have I not seen? Do you have a whole library of haikus that I don't know about? Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll uh, I did a story about them. I'll I'll, I'll send you the story. It's, I've got like you know six or seven haikus. I don't have a ton of them yet, but. I, I went through a, a week there where I was just pumping about every day. I was, I was doing one of these haikus. So, oh boy! Okay, I like your face presentation. It amuses me greatly in spirit. <laughs> uh, mind. I would like to continue. <laughs> There's my haiku. And on that note, I think we'll let our, our listeners go. We have more plans oh, for you. Boy. Lots of good stuff upcoming. And so stay tuned. Love you guys. Uh, 
Oh boy. <laughs> Do you remember at the beginning of that when you're like, whoa, what the fuck was that song? Um, here you go. Uninterrupted. Early cut of a hero's journey. Something that's a part of a super secret project that if you want to know about it, you gotta fuck, like, fucking look. Patreon. That Jenner is doing now. So everything else. Very much off my desk. Um, I have an enormous pile of projects. Most of which are going to supporters. um, In the Patreon model and the storyboard thing. Um, Guess what bitch? (laughs) Coronavirus. Go to mindwave.media. Everything's there, including the phone number. Call in. Leave a voicemail. I'll put it on the show. 602-456-2253. Thanks for listening, guys. This is a really special one. I, I enjoyed taking a 73rd run back over it just because uh, we have to make it better. Love you. Thanks for uh, listening. Talk to you next time.